Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. Welcome, everybody. Good morning, or good even night. I don't know what time you listen to this. Uh, this is September 7th. This is Rolling with Ungayo. This is the maiden episode of my new to be internationally world famous throughout the galaxy podcast. Uh, it's a travelogue with weed. This is my first time doing something like this. So uh, bear with me as we all learn together. All right. Here we go. The first segment of the show is entitled Dessert First, because like Ed Rosenthal says, uh, eat your dessert first. Some shit might happen. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that's also uh, the motto of the guys who built the Golden Gate Bridge. They would get to work and they would eat the desserts out of their lunch boxes because that way, even if you fell off the bridge, you had dessert first. So last week, the last two weeks, I've been in Nashville. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I've been in Nashville. And uh, the desserts I had, I had uh, at this place called Cinema, I had a lemon curd with little meringue cookies and fresh melons. And it was the simplest yet most delicious. It was cool. Uh, tasted like a summer night. You know what I'm saying? It cooled you right down. It was so hot and humid and it was like the perfect dessert. I took some pictures of it. It's on my Instagram, N-G-A-I-O-420. But it wasn't really a photogenic fancy dessert like that it was such a simple and delicious thing i maybe if i was being fancy you could maybe sprinkle a little like pink sea salt on top just to give it you know people like to put a little salt on their watermelon sometimes i think that would have been the only touch but it was so good and then i also had a peach cobbler and a banana pudding from the kingdom cafe and grill on uh, jefferson in north nashville which was great. We'll talk about that in a minute too. But uh, I was only going to get the banana pudding, but when you're standing in the line and the sweet old lady asks you if you want peach cobbler, the only answer is heck yes. You can't say hell yes because it's run by churches, uh, church people, but you can say heck yes for sure. And so that's what we did. So those were my two or three favorite desserts from last week. And now on to the next segment, which is called Where You Been? Well, let me tell you, I was just in Nashville. Surprise. It was great. I spent two weeks at Zany's Comedy Nightclub in Nashville, which apparently is a Nashville institution. It's been around for 33 years. When you go there, it's it's one of those old school kind of clubs. It's got the pictures of everybody. Young Jay Leno, young Bill Maher, young Paul Provenza. Uh, There's a lot of mullets. Uh, there's a lot of faces leaning in. All the pictures are in black and white. You guys, you kids, you comedy kids, you don't remember when you had to send out paper pictures and VHS copies of your audition tape. See, there used to be a higher barrier to entry to becoming a comic. Man, we used to have to send out, first you got to get a VHS tape made. You got to get a tape made. Then you got to get it copied. You had to go to the place to get it copied. And then you had to send it out with all your stuff. It was very expensive. Uh, But it has changed a little bit since then. So, ah, okay. Um, but anyway, the point is, I was at Zany's in Nashville. Zany, uh, Nashville is a really nice town, known as the Music City, is what people will tell you. Uh, mostly because of all the, it's like the country music capital. And so everywhere you go, you hear a lot of country. 
and blues. Not a lot of hip hop, although I did buy a CD from a young lady named Ms. Cashflow uh, with a dollar sign, C-A dollar sign, H, flow. Uh, I bought it from outside of Princess Hot Chicken, and it was a pretty good CD, straight ahead, gangster rap. Um, I got to say that I enjoyed the song. This trap is jumping like a trampoline way more than a Fuck Your Dead Homies. I didn't like the Fuck Your Dead Homies song so much, although I understood the gangster vibe, and it was very catchy. But uh, I would rather keep the trap jumping like a trampoline than disrespect to someone's dead homies because the game is the game but let's talk about hot chicken so princess hot chicken is the oldest of the hot chicken places and that's where i went first of course man that chicken is hot like lip tingly like pooping a ring of fire afterwards like no foreplay because finger banging and hot spices don't go well together hot 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 chicken it was really 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 good though and i hope i ate the whole piece uh, crying the whole time. And I only got the hot, hot. Like you can get mild, medium, hot, extra hot, and then triple X hot. And I just got hot. And it was hot, hot chicken. I didn't fuck with the triple X. Although next time I go back, I may get a uh, super hot, triple X hot chicken tender because you can just get the one and then I'll eat it on the Periscope or something and everybody can laugh at me. And then there was Bolton's fried chicken, I guess, which is the second oldest one. Bolton's hot chicken was really, really good too. Not as hot as the princess hot chicken, but maybe slightly juicier. Although uh, it, it did, it was tingly too, but it wasn't. It wasn't like out of control. Like the bolt, the princess hot was almost too hot to eat, but not really. It just took me back to my childhood of trying to finish my mom's Flint's barbecue. Uh, Flint's from Oakland. Y'all don't know nothing about it, but it was great. Uh, their hot sauce was hot, and I would eat her plate and cry the whole time. And that's just how it is sometimes, man. You just got to suck it up and let your lips tingle. Uh, this goes for a lot of different things. Um, so so we went to Prince's for hot chicken, went to Bolton's for hot chicken, and we went to Helen's for hot chicken. Now, apparently there's a Helen's in North Nashville, which is kind of the hood. If you see what I'm saying, Jefferson Street, out by uh, Tennessee State University and Meharry Medical Center. Um but the Helens we went to was in the Hermitage, which is more like the suburban area. You know what I'm saying? There's like bigger ranch houses and farms and shit like that. Uh, and so their hot chicken, and I got the hot, was not as hot as either Prince's or Bolton's hot chicken. It was almost like suburban hot. You know, I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on people, but, uh, you know, oh, it's so hot. No, it wasn't. It wasn't crazy like that. It was it was pretty hot. I would call it hermitage hot, which in that way you get to make fun of suburbanites. Um, so those were my three hot chicken adventures. I didn't get a chance to go to 400 degrees or pepper fire, although I did have a bite of someone's pepper fire chicken and it wasn't that hot, but she told me it was the medium and she was surprised that I was like, oh, it's not that hot because it really wasn't that hot, man. You, if it's hot chicken, it's supposed to be fucking hot. That's my point. The whole point of it is just be, I mean, heat should never be the first thing generally, unless you order the triple X hot because that's how you're into it, but it should have nice heat to it. So other places we ate, listen, man, uh, by the way, this is about Nashville. It's country music and it's food. Those guys eat so damn good. It's crazy talk, man. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. I think I gained like eight or nine or 10 pounds between the hot chicken, 
between the steak and eggs and biscuit love, uh, you're going to stand in line. But if you go sit at the little bar, if you're by yourself, you can get full service behind the bar and not have to stand in the line as long. That's a little tip for you guys. Went to uh, uh, Shohan's Masala and Ale House. And we're going to, man, we had the brunch there. And it was out of this world. It's like, so if you know Manit Shohan, if you know her from Chopped and being a judge all over uh, the Food Network, she's got her own restaurant in Nashville. And it's like an Indian food uh, cross with Southern food fusion type spot. Man, the curry deviled eggs were out of control. Um, the the tandoori shrimp and grits. Who Lord, man, it was so good. It was it was crazy, crazy good. And then uh, there was also a, a hot chicken surprise. They made like hot chicken pakora, you know, the little chicken fritters that they make in India. Uh, so they yeah, hot chicken style with the pakora with waffles with the strawberry butter. And that was really good, too. But I got to say the shrimp and grits and the curry deviled eggs and the fancy cocktails were my favorite. So that's most of the food that I ate. We're not even really going to talk about anything else. I think we're just going to talk about food, uh, more food, because there's more food. I ate more food. in nashville i hung out with some cool comics too we'll talk about dominique we'll talk about ralphie may we'll talk about the local comedy scene uh when we come back in just a few moments right here on rolling with ungayo rolling with ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors so stay right here Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com.
rolling with Ungayo's back. Only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. Welcome back to Rolling with Ungayo. We keep it jumping. We keep the trap jumping like a trampoline. That's, uh, sorry, now I have that song stuck in my head. My homegirl, uh, Allie and uh, Abby, who were two comics, they were traveling around. Allie and Abby, they were their names. Uh, they were traveling from, I think they lived in Texas. And so when we went to Princess Chicken, they stole my Ms. Cashflow CD as they headed to Atlanta to do somebody's underwear show, uh, where apparently the comics stand around in their underwear, and then you tell the jokes. And they didn't seem like, if I knew I was doing an underwear show, I feel like I would go out and pick some special underwear, maybe some Mormon undergarments or something. And they didn't even, they were like, no, I'll just wear what I have on. I was like, how do you, maybe they just wear fancy underwear all the time. I'm, I'm not that type of way. You're lucky if I have underwear on. So I would like have to get, Special. Okay, I'm just rambling at this point. So, back to Nashville. Um, we've heard all about the hot chicken. We talked about Biscuit Love. Went to the Farmer's Market in Bicentennial Park. There's a Centennial Park and a Bicentennial Park. So, I guess, you know, you have to wait another 85 years or so before you get your Tricentennial Park. Good luck sticking around. All you kids listening to this show right now, I expect a full report. Uh, so the farmer's market was cool. It wasn't, you know, it was a farmer's market. It wasn't that exciting, but it was cool. Uh, it was a nice walk through the Bicentennial Park where it had the entire 200-year history of Tennessee. So I learned that Tennessee was the last state to join the Confederacy, right? But the first state to get its ass kicked and go back to the Union. Um, apparently the deal is when you when you get to Nashville, what I, I, I learned, I didn't know this before, was that Nashville is very strategically located if you think about where it is. So it's like five hours to Atlanta. It's a couple hours to Memphis. It's maybe 10 hours to Palm Beach, 11 hours to Palm Beach, 13-hour drive to New York. These aren't very far. Like if you think about driving from, say, Sacramento to Seattle, that's another 13 hours. Or Sacramento to Portland is 10 hours. So it's very easy if you're a traveling entertainer like a country musician or a stand-up comic to live in Nashville and get to all the spots. You can play Huntsville. You can play Mobile. You can play everywhere. All Kentucky. Chicago's eight hours away, uh, Kentucky, Indiana. And that's another thing that I noticed. Every time I got in an Uber, I think there was only maybe one or two Nashvillians driving around. Everybody else had just got here from Chicago or they lived in Kentucky, but they came to Nashville to drive around in their Uber. Um, And I got to say, the Nashvillians are starting to get a little upset about everybody moving into their cool ass town because it's raising the rents. I mean, a lot of cool towns are going through this right now. Austin's had that problem for a while. Uh, Sacramento. And yes, Sacramento is cool. And I will fucking fight you if you try to tell me it's not. Uh, Sacramento is starting just now starting to see a rise in the rent and, uh, you know, things aren't as janky and as easy to handle as they used to be. These things happen when um, cats come to visit, you know, they come to visit your cool spot and then they want to move and live in your midtown. But then they want to complain about loud bars or drunken people. Well, hey, that's the whole point 
of having a midtown or being in a, a swanky downtown spot is there's going to be city and action and people are going to make noise. And that's one of these things like people need to learn to live together, especially if you're in a packed urban environment. Right. Uh, I live behind a pizza spot. Uh, I don't complain about them banging the garbage cans at eight in the morning. They don't complain about me stealing the Wi-Fi. Do you understand? It's a it's a thing like that. Yeah, everybody's got to work together. Is my point. But so Nashville's seen a giant influx of people, but everybody's still really cool. Everybody is so friendly in Nashville. It's crazy. People just want to talk to you. Ask somebody, you know, hey, where's the bathroom? And then they'll get into a whole story about, well, it's over here, but hey, are your folks from Texas or blah, 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 blah. But it's also really fun because that's, you know, we remember this when you get to a new town. If you want to find things to do, you got to talk to the people who live there, right? I mean, you can rely on Google Maps or something to tell you a few things, but it's not really going to tell you what's good. I would have never heard about the Kingdom Cafe, which was my, one of my favorite restaurants of uh, all time. First of all, it's a meet and three. Uh, which is meat and three sides, as they do in the South, which is fantastic. Secondly, it's uh, all old black people cooking. You can't go wrong when old black people are in the kitchen. I'm not trying to front, man. That's why I had I had the uh, fried chicken, the turnip greens, the sautéed cabbage, the banana pudding, and the peach cobbler. Man, and it was so good. I wish I had gone earlier because then I would have... Uh, I would have been there more often, but I went like my last day, but it was cool. Uh, You know, and here's the thing, and this is an interesting thing too, you know, uh, when I went to Kingdom Garden Cafe, it is definitely in the the black neighborhood of town and there weren't, I didn't see nary a white person. I think my Uber driver was the only one who picked me up and I was there for a couple of hours. It's just interesting. Uh, and, and, And Nashville isn't really like segregated. I mean, you know, it's a town in the South, but it's not... It's it's fairly diverse, and I saw a lot of different people in it out from a lot of different places. People were mixing it up, but it was just interesting that with food that good, you didn't see people from everywhere all over trying to get in on it after church. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, fried chicken. It was delicious. <laughs> Let's talk about the marijuana in Nashville. Meh. Uh, good thing I brought some weed from California Although I will say Nashville is starting to decriminalize there. While I was there, they had the first hearing on a ruling to change uh, possession. As it stands right now, if you get arrested in Nashville with up to half an ounce, you can get a $2,500 fine and six months to a year in jail, which is, that's a lot, right? So Nashville is one of those, my mom will call it a two joint town. Well, I call it a two joint town. I learned the two joint system from my mom. That's where you bring two joints uh, because you can eat that if some shit happens, right? So she taught me that uh, back when weed was much less legal than it is in California. Like, man, when you're on the West Coast now, dog, you just roll around. Cash just roll around with jars and bags and a suitcase full of dabs. Nobody gives a shit and we forget, right? We forget out here on the West Coast where we legalize weed, uh, that other towns, they don't have it as easy. Cats got to hide shit in their trunk and dogs and, and the cops will take you to the who's gal, which is, that's just crazy talk to me. I don't even get it, but it is how it is. So bring two joints. Uh, everybody had some weed. Most people didn't roll around with it. You'd have to make an appointment. Oh, I'll bring you some weed or, and then just bring you a little nug. And it was mostly all from California and Colorado. So, uh, you know, Nashville, if you want better weed, you should just legalize it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Man, I've really spent like this whole segment talking about <laughs> the food in Nashville, which I mean, it tells you how good the food was. I didn't even mention the we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which was hella cool. Uh, even if you don't like country music, I I like old school country music. I can't say that I'm always a big fan of these new cats. But one of the things that I thought one of the most especially cool things about the Country Music Hall of Fame was that they had a segment devoted to session players, right? So there was this whole thing about Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash, because Bob Dylan recorded, was it Black on Blonde or Blonde on Blue or Blonde on Blonde or Regatta Du Blanc, whatever that album was, uh, in Nashville, and everybody loved it. So him and Johnny Cash got together to do an album, and I don't know if they ever released it, but the whole point is they were mutual fans. But they had the... the um, the thing I appreciated was they had a segment dedicated to session players. And these, these cats, the Nashville cats is what they guess I got to be known. The Nashville cats is what they were known as, right? So if you think about uh, Stax Records and all those guys or MG and the uh, MG Booker T and the MGs, if you remember those guys and the Stax Sessions players, these were cats like that, right? So they were very instrumental in creating that Nashville sound that uh, not always super slick or whatnot, but that nice, when you think country music, it's generally those Nashville cats that are uh, kicking it in for you. So I just thought it was nice to see session players and cats who work. One of those things that we talk about when you talk about being a professional, anything is being consistent all the time, right? They, there, I know some people who are, are, are very funny, but not consistently. So they'll smash one day and just eat it the next. And so, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of people who can show up and be at least pretty good every time, you know, at least really, really good every time, depending. And, and these are one of those things I'm just rambling you guys, but that's what I do. Right. So, uh, one, one of those things about comedy sometimes is you, you're expected to play a lot of different situations in a different and in, in different spaces. Right. So I did two weeks at Nashville and the first week I was with Dominique, who is hilarious. She's so, 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 so funny, but her crowd is definitely a more urban style crowd, more of the uh, BET style crowd, if you understand. So my set was completely different. And while there were a lot of the same jokes, the vibe that you create is completely different from when I did the next week when I worked with Ralphie May, who's straight out of Arkansas, uh, louder. His, his crowd likes it a little more crude. You know what I'm saying? Crude is a, a rough word for it, but a little more uh, freaky. Freaky is a fine word and things like that. So those are one of those things. Uh, so I appreciate session musicians and people who can be consistent. And I had great sets, both shows, all, all, all six shows. Man, the Nashville show, the Nashville club is great. But I'm just saying there's an appreciation for people who can play a variety of things and work well with others in a variety of different ways and always sound good. I think that's underrated sometimes out here and it's important, especially for all you people who want to be comics. All right. So that's the end of the second segment of the first show. This is crazy. We're all having so much fun. I'm trying not to talk so fast, you guys, but we'll see what we can do. We'll be back in just a few moments to talk about a few more things right here on rolling with Ungayo. Rollin' with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town. Only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Growing green to generate more green. Talking with multi-cup award winner Maya Elizabeth. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. I've always followed Whoopi, and I think she's fantastic. I've followed her advocacy over the years. Tell me a little bit how you think partnering with a mainstream, high-profile figure actually benefits the cannabis community as a whole. I have infinite respect for Whoopi Goldberg. I wouldn't just partner with any into that kind of thing. I'm into cannabis medicine, and I'm into making quality products that people can find relief from. So to hear that her vision was actually the same, it's been beyond a dream to manifest. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. Welcome back. Rolling with Ungayo. It's the final segment. It's the final segment. We discussed Nashville, and really, we mostly just talked about the food of Nashville, which was so, so good. Uh, the people were hella cool. My boy, Matt North moved out to Nashville 15 years ago, and he's a session drummer now. We were talking about session drummers before. He's a session musician now, and he says it's really, really nice. Although he says everybody's moving to Nashville, and it's making things crazy. Nashville Traffic has its own Twitter account where people just like to complain about the traffic, which is funny because I lived in L.A., so it's not even bad like that. But traffic is getting worse everywhere, and we're not doing anything to fix the infrastructure. So there's that. What do you want to do about it? I don't know. We'll start with legalizing weed. We'll see how it goes from there. I don't know how we get from uh, public transportation to legalizing weed, but I bet there's a tie-in somewhere if you look. 
deep enough because my deepest belief is that everything is in fact interrelated. And that's got nothing to do with the hash or the mushrooms. That's just how I felt uh, for a very long time. We discussed the music in Nashville. It was mostly country and blues. I didn't hear, like I said, I didn't hear a lot of hip hop except for that one Ms. Cashflow CD. We were trying to figure out if there were any famous rappers out of Nashville. Uh, Big Smo, but he's more like a country rapper, and maybe Cowboy Troy, if you think about those guys with Big and Rich. We did hear uh, a rendition of Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy at the, I can't even remember, Country Music Central Bar on Broadway Street, which is like, it's like the uh, South 6th, if you've ever been to South 6th Street in Austin, uh, Broadway in Nashville is kind of like that too. It's just bar after bar after bar after bar. Uh, but I did appreciate the fact that all the bars had live music. It was all like all cover bands. You hear musicians all the time, all over all the places, which I just thought was cool as a guy who likes to make a living with his creative talents. I just thought it was nice that there were spaces for all these musicians, mostly working for tips, but the bars were packed, man. So they probably, you know, they probably made enough money, maybe not to have a living and a kid or whatnot, but, but enough to be young guys. And if you do a bunch of gigs, sometimes it just works out that way. Um, so I appreciated that. I thought Nashville was great. I can't wait to go back. Hopefully tomorrow, not tomorrow, but I have other shows coming up. You see me September 18th at comedy day in the park. Look for me in November at the Humboldt harvest fest. Look for me October 12th through the 14th at the International Marijuana Business Conference in Vancouver, BC. That's Vancouver, British Columbia, the International Marijuana Business Conference. I think you can go to icbc.com and follow me on the Twitter and all the social media, NGAIO420. This has been Roland with Ungayo. We thank you very, 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 very so much for listening to us and we will talk to you again next week stay high stay cool stay together Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.